0: And welcome to the DIY photo organizing podcast, focusing on topics to help you with your photo management. I'm Fiona from Photo Helper.
1: And I'm Chantel from Photos in Order. Hi, Fiona.
0: Hi, Chantel. How
1: are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, really well. Looking forward to this episode today. (laughs) Yes. Um, It is a very special episode because today we are actually going to talk about a very relevant uh, topic and unfortunately it's become a reality for many people around the world and we are talking about photo loss however it's not just any photo loss like you know when you lose your phone or something uh, without having it backed up we are talking about losing everything including your photos so that would mean, just, you know, it's yeah. Fine. Yep. Mm. for example, in a bushfire and, you know, as you know, we're from Australia in Melbourne and bushfires is just an ongoing topic and last summer has been exceptionally terrible again with lots of fires and floods and storms. It just didn't end.
2: And mm.
1: currently in the US, there are huge wildfires as well in California and even here in Australia, even though it's so early in spring, there were already the first fires up in Queensland. So, yeah. you know, we've both been affected by natural disasters in one way or other, but luckily we never personally lost photos um, or even we at home. So, you know, it's really hard. We, we can't even imagine, to, no, th- no. Um, you know, mm. how that must feel. So we are very honored to have a special guest today mm-hmm. and she is something who has actually gone through that she has experienced this firsthand and has kindly agreed to share her experience with us and our listeners with the hope that this might you know help you and us in the future so a very warm welcome Karen Austin hello
2: Good um, morning, everyone.
1: (laughs)
0: Hi, Karen. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure.
1: We really, really (laughs) appreciate that. Before we get started, I'd like to read out a little bit about Karen. She was featured only just this year in January in the project on TV. She was also the guest on several podcasts and radio stations She's the author of Present This and Picture Them Naked. (laughs) Fascinating. Yes. I love the title. I think we have to go and read that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She's the speaker of Experimental Learning, Health is wealth. What Business Leaders Can Do to Support the Well-Being in Their Organization and Topics of Leadership, Development, Recovery and Personal Growth. She is very passionate about human behavior, sustainability, lifelong learning, and creativity. As well as being a science nerd, <laughs> EAL accredited facilitator, she is also a shared tree practitioner who mm-hmm. develops communities and organizations using technology and the power of gratitude. Wow. It's a lot. It is. It is. Um, is. So, Karen, um, it's gonna be over to you. So, um, (laughs) just for for our listeners, and especially those you know who don't don't live in Australia, you have unfortunately lost everything in the Black Saturday fires that happened eleven years ago, and so. But before we go there, you know, how are you doing today?
2: Um. well as shocking as this might sound we're actually still um recovering Mm. where um so there's different stages after you lose everything especially when your region loses things so um we had um many many battles after the fires in 2009 especially with so we we had to um Uh, Have some serious negotiations and even down to threats to get paid out for the insurance to um, uh, the building codes changed. We had two horrific builders um, and one ended up going through VCAT, which is a legal system. Mm And this was all on top of kind of trying to clear the property and um, sort out what you're going to build next with the new restrictions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we are, mm-hmm. although I've um, rebuilt, so I've started um, two businesses. So I started one business which developed into the existing business mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, my partner has um, his own business now. We still, I wouldn't say our property is completely rebuilt mm-hmm. um, but we're in a very good mental space um even with COVID, it certainly has brought up you know the the stresses on your well-being and your mental capacity Mm. but i think we're doing extremely well um One, because we live in an absolutely picturesque, magnificent Mm. region of the country Mm. and we have space, so we live on a property. So we've got 20 acres plus, um, you know, lots of of land around us, Mm -hmm. which means we're not kind of locked in boxes or, you know, got neighbours or don't have to worry about the social distancing as much Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and being in the country we're also used to being in semi-isolation I suppose and I think a lot of country towns are used to kind of having things restricted anyway so Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I think we're like right at this point in time in the COVID pandemic we're actually doing Mm. okay. Mm. So
1: you've mentioned you've got a business or even multiple businesses. So um, what do you do? Can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: So I was a medical research scientist originally back in the day and I was a professional singer and entertainer and pre-fires pre actually had a singing and performance school. Um, so when the studio got wiped out with the, the house I was offered some space in one of my students' um, properties so i used that for the next kind of 3 to 5 years because i knew that was critical for their recovery and it worked mm. really well but then um then when we had all our building issues here and though all the students were kind of slowly growing up and moving away from the area or ha- had moved away uh then i decided to close it down because mm. the um community wasn't in a financial um, financial state to actually support uh, that yeah. type of business, and then, and then I kind of moved over. What skills can I take um, as a business? And of course, from stagecraft, I decided to help people in public speaking, um, presentation skills, mm-hmm. and particularly the mindset, because you know, stage fright, all of those things still occur to even the best speakers. Mm-hmm. And so, I um, I still do that on the side now, but uh, to a less less extent. And I also kind of wanted to focus on communication, both the internal monologue as well as what we say to others around us and how that impacts results. Mm-hmm. So, um, I really got into these, um, the human side of the human behavioral side. Mm-hmm. And, um, then as a part of our recovery, I discovered equine assisted learning or equine assisted therapy. And I thought, Oh my god this is so powerful it's so fast mm. um this is a perfect medium to help people realize how to change quickly without being offended right so okay. wow so i thought oh this would be perfect for um the communication piece and mm-hmm. also for leadership and business owners. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been in senior in the C-suite in science and had to do a lot of, had to uh, really have high-skilled um, people skills. Yeah. Um, mm. Not all scientists have them, so I was often um, putting out a lot of spot fires that they created in their wake. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and had developed that communication piece and I think that actually mm. came from Stagecraft. Yeah. When mm. when you're on stage, you have to read your audience. You have to be able to change the dynamic and the energy in the room mm-hmm. very quickly in order to keep them. Mm-hmm. So I think I, those skills kind of that I passively learnt by being on stage, I was able to transfer into um, business life. So then when <laughs> I combined that with the horses, I thought, mm. oh, my God, this is the perfect scenario. And then on top wow. of that, since COVID, I've expanded and... Um, become become part of the share tree um organization Mm -hmm. and that is uh because i needed to measure the results of what i was teaching leaders teams organizations and individuals there was no measurement of soft skills right so how did you
0: do that then karen uh how how did you yeah how does the measurement of that or where does that sort of blend in with the communication i'm fascinated
2: by how Mm.
0: how that sort of measurement of that
2: yeah yeah it's, it's, it's very amazing because um, it's more than just communication, obviously. It's empathy, it's listening skills, it's um, uh, basically reframing situations and reframing your idea of others mm-hmm. in order to change mm-hmm. your behaviour and how you go. So how, what Share, ShareTree uses is a, a very in-depth uh, app that they designed and it's based on oh, the research that they did before they put this app together was phenomenal. So it is a, a survey, an online survey that uh, organizations can roll out to all of their, their staff. And then mm. they it does all the, I don't, I don't know the technology behind it or mm. the computations or the algorithms or whatever you like to call it. The IT stuff is not my, my area of expertise. <laughs> um <laughs> They managed to put that all together to give you a series of metrics on right. leadership, um, collaboration and, and feeling empowered, feeling listened to. Mm-hmm. And that, that all cut, goes back to the organisation as, uh, as a business trainer or a coach or a um, leader in the organisation, we can say, yep. okay, there is um, a deficit here. Mm -hmm. And so let's just focus on that topic because um, Mm -hmm. leadership covers a huge amount of um, topics that one needs Mm -hmm. to to manage. So this just helps quantify where they're at, Mm -hmm. pinpoints where where they need to focus their attention the most and then Mm -hmm. work on that. And then it has an ongoing function. Mm -hmm. So each month people um, just plug into this app app, and then they get a report back, so so you can actually see the improvement month
0: improvement, by month. Improvement, yeah. So I'm interested. Um, you know, obviously, from the sound of your sort of career path and different areas, you've you you cover like such a gamut of stuff, which is just such a a broad range of knowledge and experiences. Um, with your passion, obviously, for this sort of area of communication and and. Um, it's a very personal, relatable type of um, of area that you've sort of touched on in all the different areas that you've done. Mm-hmm. Coming into obviously the devastation and the experiences that you've had through the Black Saturday, and even as you said, still still really going through the recovery and the and the journey of that. Um, with something that we deal so personally with, obviously with photographs. Um, and memorabilia and that personal side of that, I guess, tangible type memories um, that can be a huge part of the communication and the memory and this self-reflection that you've talked about, this internal um, self-conversations that people go go through. Um, Could you share with us what your um, just experiences from your own personal sort of photographic memories were you um how did you cope with that were you in a situation with being able to save any of those or did you have them backed up or how have you what was your personal experience in that situation with your yeah
2: yeah so in 2009 not all mobile phones had cameras then so Mm -hmm. we didn't have that um Luxury and also cloud saving or cloud virtual um, spaces were only uh, available in organisations. So we had it where I worked in science mm.
1: at that time, mm.
2: but it was only to back up um, scientific data. It wasn't open to the public like it was like it is now,
1: um, yeah, and
2: in those days you had kind of things saved on floppy disks and cds um Mm. usbs were just starting out so we didn't have the technology available to us Mm -hmm. um a lot of people kept their negatives from their old photos in a safety deposit box in banks um we had being in a fire area we knew our fire drill and and our Mm -hmm. precautions and stuff we actually had a a fire, what we call a fire box, which we had all our photos and negatives in that um, tub. It was a, quite a big tub.
1: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that
2: was in case of fire, we would put it in the car and, and evacuate. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm. you can't plan these things. And unfortunately, and normally in spring, we would take that box down to my mother's in Melbourne, along mm. with some antiques and a few precious things that we we wanted. But in 2009, as fate would have, we didn't do that that year. So the box was still in the house and all of the other stuff was still in the house. Mm -hmm. Um, We hadn't, so we didn't put any negatives in in the bank vault simply because we were both working full time and we Mm. had a farm to run. And so Mm -hmm. there wasn't any... You know downtime to sort through photos Mm -hmm. and you know put this there and and other places so unfortunately even though we had the box Mm -hmm. um we didn't have the opportunity to remove the box or we didn't for some whatever reason it was i can't remember we didn't take that down to my mother's so Mm -hmm. after the fires we pretty much lost everything Mm -hmm. except for a photo album that i'd taken i'd resigned from science a week before the fires And on my parting farewell, I actually took in some photos of me as a professional entertainer in a 70s glam rock band. Mm. And i accidentally (laughs) left it at work um, when I left that day. And so that was our only kind of photos that we had left. Mm. Um, And so it was the hardest thing was, and this is kind of something that people don't think about, that I thought about um, kind of moving up to this is... Our hobbies and passions were horses, and mm-hmm. when you're horse riding um, at that stage, it wasn't—you don't often take photos of of what's going on, especially when both of us were riders. So we're both either in the saddle or whatever. Mm-hmm. And but we did have some really good professional photos of us um, in a cross country course in the dining room. And we actually never, because that was a professional one, we never actually Mm -hmm. took a photo of that for Mm safekeeping. So one of the things that we haven't been able to replace is the photos of the horses that we lost because yeah. family and friend weren't interested in it. So they had no cause or or, or thought to take photos of us mm-hmm. um, when they came here or with, with the horses. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't have, we lost all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, other people, so the two in-laws had wedding photos, so that was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the other thing that we could never get back was for our fortieth birthdays, we took a trip to the Kimberley, Kimberleys oh, yeah, in WA, yeah, yeah. and the photographs and the videos that we had of that trip were just phenomenal. It was really yeah. kind of the trip of a lifetime, and of course, that all got lost in the fires as well. Mm. So, things like your hobbies that you don't, yeah. that other people are not interested in, they won't have photos to replace. That's, That's a good right. point. Yeah, um, mm. and particular holidays you these days you'll put it on your facebook mm. or your socials and and have those shots uh, there again mm. i wasn't a big fan of facebook at the time mm. it was just starting and most people were just taking photos of their breakfast, the lunch and dinner and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wasn't, yeah, that's uh, it wasn't yeah. something that was kind of, I, I saw mm. the benefit of. So these days we have that. So if, mm. if worst comes to worse, you've still got your Facebook, which is cloud-based or other things that yeah. are cloud-based.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: So, and I, I probably could have backed up um, digital photos on a hard drive, but hard drives were super expensive then. Yes. And yeah. they, they only held very little and photos, uh, of course, quite large in size. Mm-hmm. So, mm. um, yeah, so a lot of things and did you have
0: changed. any? Did you have photos down um, at your mum's place in Melbourne? Did you have childhood photos that you've been able to recover in any way?
2: Uh, yes. Luckily, my mum is a... Um, massive photo hoarder <laughs> and, <laughs> and we've, so, we've know,
0: we know a few of those
1: <laughs>
2: yeah oh the other thing that we lost that was um irreplaceable was I had two beautiful portraits of my grandparents mm. and um so my um my father was German and they'd been sent out from Germany and they were absolutely beautiful and beautifully mm. framed I never took a photo of those mm. so you know if you've got old photos of especially relatives and historical photos it's mm. really important to take digital photos of those mm. and and save them to a cloud these days mm. so I could never yeah. get those portraits back I could get, never get any great no. photos of the horses back. I contacted um, friends in WA when we were living over there and we had one friend who'd taken photos because she'd done a Bowen therapy course on horses Mm -hmm. and she had the Bowen therapy (laughs) photos of our horses and that's about all we have left of those unfortunately so but yeah the um so portraits from past generations that won't be digital you know or, Mm. or negatives digitize those and Mm -hmm. and save them to a cloud or to a hard drive that's in some other place Mm. Um, yeah it's interesting you
0: say about the hobbies and passions that's really interesting because it's so true like you say I'm I'm sure others you know that are listening probably you know may not have have thought of it like that before just capturing you know deliberately capturing some images Mm. of things like that um Mm. because they you know our memories um are so, you know, we can bring back so much with photographs yeah. and, you know, being sensitive to, to the loss of that um, won't take away the memories that you have of those horses and, mm. um, and they're, you know, they'll be treasured forever for you. Um, but, but photographs just carry another level of, of being able to recall those memories in ways.
2: Um, yes, mm, absolutely. Mm, yeah, that, that are
0: precious. That,
2: and the other kind of thing that I'm very guilty of is I, I still take, I don't take as many photos as, as many of my uh, other friends, mm-hmm. but I don't sort through them. Yes. I don't sort them mm-hmm. and get rid of the, the useless ones enough. Mm-hmm. And as a consequence, even now, I'm still guilty of it. I've got thousands of photos (laughs) and I could probably kind of par that down to at least a third if not a quarter Mm. of those if I just kind of went through. Um, It's a lot easier now with digital and and saving, so that's not as necessary. But I think that was probably one of the reasons why – I never converted my old photos is because there were so many yes. to sort through required yeah. uh, you know a dedicated days of, of free time to do yeah. it yes. having a having a busy life yes. like a farm full-time work plus uh, um, i had the, the the school as well it was there was just no spare time
0: yes um, yeah to do it exactly and so and so now we're you know we're 11 years on um and, and so, what would you, what would you say? I, I guess the question is, do you have any sort of backups currently with with your existing photos that you have now? Like you say, you've you know you could cull them out. There's a lot more there that you you know that that on its own. But what do you do currently then, Karen, for for your own photos now, having been through that in the past?
2: So I do use um, a cloud-based storage. So I do have some on like a google google drive mm-hmm. yep um but i uh, some of those is because of the um the work that i do because i and and luckily i have taken lots of photos when i'm working with clients and the horses because uh, I actually, we review what happened in the arena via the photos and that helps Mm. their memory. Mm -hmm. So I have, they have access to that. So, so luckily, you know, my Mm. clients have access to the photos we take. And I have also, um, yeah, set up um, a couple of folders for photos cloud-based, but I, you know, I'm still, I'm still very guilty of not sorting through photos and um, (laughs) selecting them. But uh, one thing is, I haven't I don't have a lot of photos. I used to have a ton of photos and portraits in our old house. Yeah. Um and I haven't uh reprinted them, mainly because the house is not finished. Um and yeah, but I, I haven't reprinted them. Mm. I probably will. And I mm. managed to get um uh, my mother had a copy of the um one of the um grandparents. Mm -hmm. um portraits so Mm -hmm. I've got that but they're sitting kind of in Mm. storage at the moment before you know well you know until the building or we we get a house finally in the end Mm -hmm. so yeah I I do back up on the cloud
1: though yes but you know it's um with our five golden rules that you might have seen or read that yeah that's the rule number one back up even if you don't yeah. do anything you know that's yeah. at all least you you've got that it's, yeah it's in some cases you know some people don't even back up and, and then yeah. it's gone and whatever we always say whatever you do make sure you've got a backup. that's the most important yeah. step and yeah
2: one thing that people wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be aware of so i had I was interstate at the time of the fires and I had a laptop, which did have some photos on it. Um, But when we came Mm. back for insurance purposes, you had to take photos of everything. And then I would save them on that laptop because Mm. we didn't have very good internet at that time. Um, The infrastructure wasn't set up. Mm -hmm. But what I noticed is, and I had a really good folder of um, just straight after the fires and the, the progress along the way. But then one time I upgraded that laptop and mm. lost all the photos. Oh my oh, gosh!
1: No, no. so no.
2: that's no. really annoying. So I've kind of then gone back and trying to find the camera and the the little kind of yes. memory sticks, yeah. memory whatever they're called, the sand discs. Yes. Yeah. Um. But I still haven't found you know the the body of of photos that I had, mm. which is a little bit frustrating. Mm. Yeah. So, so
1: I'm oh, you've really been through the gamut, haven't you? <laughs>
0: oh, my,
2: poor thing. my goodness,
1: I'm interested to know. Um, you, 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 I think you mentioned something really important before where you said you know, in theory, what you need to do in terms of the photos, you know, with the backups, and you're doing this, but you you feel guilty because you feel you don't call enough and sort them enough. Um, But you mentioned also that we've all got really busy lives. Um, Yeah. So in in sort of terms of helping others, um, Mm -hmm. do you have any tips that you would share with them apart from what you have already mentioned, you know, how to make sure that this doesn't happen to you Mm -hmm. maybe? Um, One of the things, uh, well, apart
2: from... So I, I used to have a, a distrust of backing up things and you, know, mm. you see today with security and all of those things. So yes. I was quite reluctant to back up into cloud services because mm-hmm. we are at the mercy of those. Yeah. But mm. I um, would probably more likely to back up on a, a portable hard drive. Mm-hmm. Um, I have much more trust in that. And then I'm thinking, mm. well, hang on a second. People backed up on floppy disks in the 80s and 90s and nobody can access them because yes, no one yes. has a computer that takes the floppy disks. <laughs> so, um, and we had our wedding video was on VHS. Yes, and, uh, yes, yes. You have to get them mm. changed to DVD mm-hmm. and those things. So as technology improves, yeah. one way of storage uh, becomes... Um, non-existent so it's so one of the things is to okay so when after a new technology has been established I wouldn't Mm -hmm. do it straight away because that's when they're Mm -hmm. kind of testing and measuring and fixing faults but maybe a year or two in kind of saying okay think about redoing Mm -hmm. that and actually planning it like people plan their holidays yes people plan Mm -hmm. their work Mm -hmm. it it's and i'm guilty because i don't do this but i i still have a very very full list of things to do um but if they were really kind of precious yeah. about it i was with the photos the the, the biggest loss was losing the horses yeah. so mm-hmm. everything else paled into insignificance <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah. people uh, w- w- the people who were hardest hit were the ones who had children and lost all the baby photos and so when they had right. their 20 when the children had their 21sts, mm-hmm. there was no photo board for them or a, mm-hmm. there was no kind of um, mm-hmm. PowerPoint going on to show everyone at their 21sts. Mm-hmm. I think they were really hard as hit yeah. um, mm-hmm. with that. So, and But mm-hmm. I do have some friends who are super organised and <laughs> um, when their kids, um, I think that when they're 18, mm-hmm. she, one of my friends would go through and put an album together of their each child's thing, so yeah. on their 21st. Yeah. She had them yeah. already and now she's – you can convert them to photo books. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what I would probably do when we do move into a house would be to – Pick my my most important photos and mm-hmm. make them into a photo book that sits on your coffee table rather mm-hmm. than have them yeah. kind of. And you can, you know, and I would probably still have that firebox if we were still in a fire mm. f- area, so that yeah. I could do that. And I would probably back up on the in, um, you mm-hmm. know, the portable hard drive. But I think mm-hmm. that people, if you've got fam, if you've got kids, then mm. it's a no brainer. Yeah, I think yeah. mm. so that would
1: have been my next question you mentioned the plan so in did you change anything with your plans now you know like bringing the box every spring to the city to keep it safe um like now with your drives or you know backup drives or whatever do you still do that or is that sort of become plan of of the annual fire plan review yeah the like so
2: oh excuse me so we would we just take the two computers now because just about everything's right. on the two computers so it m- makes yeah. it slightly easier in um because we still ha- you were still after it. if everything's gone mm-hmm. you still have to get your birth certificates replaced your, yes. pa- your mm-hmm. passports replaced yeah. there's so many things mm-hmm. to be replaced at the one time
1: mm-hmm.
2: um and even people kind of were sending me straight away after the fire so this is another tip if you know someone that's lost everything, whether it be, you know, just mm. a single house fire or a, or a natural disaster, mm. um, if you're their friend and you're fine, go through your photos for them
1: mm-hmm. and mm. put
2: them aside onto a onto a USB or onto something yeah. or put them in a folder on in the cloud for them. Yeah. Because at the time, they yeah. won't have time yeah. to actually do anything with them. Yeah because yeah. i know that some people said oh i've got this and i've got that we were uh, living in limbo a house mm-hmm. kind of hopping if you like for the first 4 months after the disaster mm. and the you know all you've got is a garbage bag full of donated clothes to, that you need to need to bear essentials so mm. you know even though people m- meant well um, yeah. you know you're in no um, capacity right. to deal yes, with them yes, yes. or yep. uh, or they could be really nice and and put together a photo book mm. out of those so that they could give it to them at a later date when they have their yep. house warming or something yep. like that so yeah,
0: um, yeah that's, that's a really good point that is yeah mm. to be able to to help them out because you're dealing with so much in that situation
1: yeah.
0: um and while it's on your mind it's de- definitely not something you can just sort of <laughs> take on at that time
1: no, it's not and a that's priority. You've got other stuff too.
2: And um, really... Bernie's mum did a really good thing. She she was slowly putting her um, album of when Bernie was a kid and everything else together, and she she gave it to him for his his next major birthday, one of the milestones. Mm. So mm-hmm. and that was um, several years after the fires, which was really nice because mm-hmm. that was. That was kind of a, a when you have your birthdays hopefully it's the time to sit down and yeah. and reflect on your life and where you are and when where you mm-hmm. want to go to or you know where what to next so that was really um quite a precious gift to receive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and yeah. i've since inherited all of my mother's photos <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah yeah <laughs> and haven't had a chance to sort through those although she did a really good job when she um in the last couple of years when when she moved out of her house into the retirement village right. she mm. had plenty of time so she sorted through a whole heap of things mm-hmm. and put them in albums for me but I mean oh, some of those photos I should be going through and digitizing because yeah. there is no negatives, there yeah. is no other copy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know his sister has some. But you know, and even if you're thinking mm. if you've got elderly parents, now is the time to kind mm-hmm. of before you need to kind of you know, when they finally pass, you know, again, yeah. you're not in a really good mental state. No. I had to do this for my At that for my father. Mm-hmm. And um you have a very short period of time between when they pass and all the funeral arrangements or whatever and putting together something Mm -hmm. to remember Mm -hmm. them by even, you know, in the notices. So, Mm -hmm. you know, do it now if you've got elderly parents. Do it now and Mm -hmm. say, have you got any photos of when you were a child and blah, blah, blah. And the other thing that that does is reconnect maybe you with them and find out. I didn't find out some things about my dad until I was doing that Mm -hmm. for his funeral. I d- wow. And um, he was a prisoner of war in the Second World War and he had some very bizarre behaviours um, as he got older and mm. I realised why some of them were the way they were after, I, after he died because of this prisoner mm. of war um, wow. uh, uh, um, a habit that they had to have in order to stay alive. Yeah, it's
0: so true Karen. I think, um, you know, I think you've touched on such a, a wide range of ways in which photographs and going through this process of helping people, Um, see the importance and understand that there are steps that can be taken and just acknowledging that it is a huge job Mm. you know it really is a big job and I think it's such an overwhelming one for people Mm. Um, but you know we're here to say that there is hope that yeah there are some steps just to keep chipping away at, at being able to to get to that end result of being able to have things organized and digitized and stored and backed up and um you know but it, it doesn't happen overnight and it is true that it is overwhelming and even though you know you know yourself you've lost um you know so much and and yet there's still a lot you know that can be done um but but just small steps and setting yourself little goals, Mm-hmm. And to be able to say, you know, uh, maybe by the end of, you know, this block of time, if that's, mm-hmm. you know, a month or six months, that I'm yep. going to digitise these these old albums. And that's just the one first step or something like that. So that yes. um, it's a manageable bite-sized pieces, just like you do, you know, with your own work that you do, you know, the mm-hmm. the, the sort of the step with assisting people through, um, through learning new skills is is achievable and it's and it's it's just um you know a system and a process to follow and go
2: through um
0: and yeah when you sort of break it down that way
2: yeah a a lot of the work well some of the work I've been doing especially since COVID is trauma recovery and anxiety um Mm. things and people develop those as a consequence of overwhelm yeah. and mm. the higher the emotion or the higher the level of anxiety the the lower the ability to think clearly and and do anything mm-hmm. you get stuck mm-hmm. in in that so yeah. yeah I am definitely um a a professor of um one step at a time just do yeah. it yeah just bite size schedule it you know because yes. people who don't schedule other things will fill up their time and so they yeah. will never have time so that you know it's it's about uh, achieve, seeing what you achieve, and you can only achieve it if you plan it in the first place.
0: Yes, yeah. that's true. It's very true. We wrote re- um, we recently wrote um, an e-guide on how to help people stop procrastinating about their photos (laughs) and it goes through and it's more of a psychological sort of um awareness for people to understand Mm -hmm. that yes we procrastinate and obviously our guide's about photos but that's the same with anything you know if and especially I think in this COVID stage like you're talking about um there's mindsets that's really do sort of set in mm-hmm. that um, over time become those habits um, and I think such a huge step forward for people is becoming aware of them at least acknowledging them mm-hmm. um, and and then taking small steps to, mm-hmm. um, to move forward and so yeah I, I agree. I'm a, a big believer, and there's just there's nothing that is um isn't out of reach. You can um anything is achievable when when you just get the right supports around you and um, and the right knowledge to move forward and and a bit of hope. I think that's what people need. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I amazing. hope
0: yeah. hope to get through um and then just you know align yourself with some with some good tools and some of these things you've shared I think has been really great, um, obviously, from your business point of view and then just from your practical experiences with the photos as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so just before we sort of wrap up and, and finish up, Karen, is there something that you'd like to leave with people, just some lasting um advice or encouragement um just with people that might be sort of coming into the fire season or just either from a you know a personal point of view as well as their photos or just um something that you'd like to leave with us
2: yeah i mean ideally in the perfect world we would love to have the time to sort through our photos mm. before we store them um but i mean it is a lot easier now with digital and you know there's there's services around that will will do it for you but mm. or you might have i have a cousin who absolutely loves digitizing um stuff so <laughs> my mother <There> <laughs> actually gave him a, a number of her albums and he put them on for her so you might mm. have a friend or a relative that yeah. can do it much faster mm. or easier and has the time to do it or would mm. like to do it for you as a favor or, or in exchange of some scones or some cookies Mm -hmm. or (laughs) so true Um, utilize utilize those around you because you never know what people like doing and you should never assume that they they don't like doing it so put the call out if you're too busy to do it and say hey would you you might would you have the time to do it retirees are a classic um that might have the time to do it even Mm. you know um so yeah utilize those around you so that you don't get in that overwhelm and it's really nice to hand over things like that mm. that are on your to-do list that never seem to get done but the mm-hmm. other one of the benefits of this pandemic is that people have been forced to slow down and stay at home mm-hmm. and then mm. reconnected with passions and had maybe had the time to go through old family photos with the kids mm-hmm. you know um, to and cuz kids can't remember what they look like when they no. were two you know when they're yeah. 9 or 10 True. Uh, teenagers yeah. would absolutely be mortified by yeah, it they are <laughs> i've
1: got two of them
2: <laughs> but it could be you know something different to different to do or an yes. activity to do say you know okay you know put together your own album or something like yeah. that or you know, or takes take an hour once a week to sort through your photos and mm-hmm. clear out the ones that you don't need, you know. And mm. the other thing that I would say is that it's great to take photos, but don't spend your entire time behind the lens mm-hmm. or behind mm-hmm. the, the camera. Actually take some good shots, take the time to take them yes. and then put the camera down and enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah because the the two together is Mm. what is the powerful thing in the long run
1: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah so great so true we're big believers on that too so that's Mm. uh that's beautiful advice so good um so karen just look a huge thank you to you for your openness and and being so prepared to share and um, just you know such personal and emotional stories really um, I think that that has been such an insight to um for so many in so many different ways so just thank you so much for taking that time out to share that with us um if our listeners were wanting to say get in touch with you or hear a bit more about your story and and what you you do in your business I'm sure there's been some interest also about your interesting book titles (laughs) that you have and and um some of those stories that you've you've shared how can people get in touch with you
2: um the best Place is um, to look up my LinkedIn or Facebook so and I do my business name is is quite complicated but it's Uh called the Matania effect and that's the name of the horse that taught me everything I know about leadership so um, all of my names are difficult for Australians so Karen (laughs) is really easy spelt with a K Um, my surname is Austin Reed O-S-T-E-N-R-I-E-D and you can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. Um, I do, I'm not as active on Insta. Um, and the other thing is to look up my website, which is the, as in T-H-E, Matanya Effect, spelled M-A-T-A-N-Y-A, and effect, dot com dot A U.
0: Good. And we will put the links in the show notes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. no problem with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so thank you so much look we really appreciate it and um as always to our listeners please just um leave us some uh, comments questions reviews um get in touch with us we'd love to hear from you um and just as we wrap up again thanks so much for joining us um karen i am fiona from photo helper Be a pleasure
1: i'm chantelle from photos in Orders. thank you so much karen Yeah, really.
0: Yeah, it's been lovely. And um, until next time, we will um, see you in two weeks. And happy photo organising, everyone.